podcast listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of The Commercial Connection. I'm your host, Spencer Taylor with Mill Creek Commercial, and I love connecting you to commercial real estate. We have, well, what I think is a local celebrity. Um, <laughs> a local, I like that, a local celebrity. <laughs> so we have, we have Joe, Joe Gordon on the show today. He is a realtor with uh, KW. Uh, remind me of the office you're out of. Uh, Keller Williams, South Valley. South Valley. So he offices out of uh, the South Jordan area. I see, I see Joe at, at a lot of networking events. He's getting his name out there. He's bringing value wherever he can. And Joe, it is so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day and, and, and coming on the show. Thanks, man. I'm excited to be here. So before we dive into like some serious content, which I feel like is just right around the corner, tell us a little bit about yourself, family, what you do, what you like, maybe, maybe something you don't like. <laughs> um, I, yeah, you know, I've lived in Utah for 18 years. I, I came out here from California 18 years ago. I was born in the Bay Area. Um, I literally moved here because my, my older brother, Josh, called me and said, uh, Hey man, come to Utah. We can snowboard, and there's there's cute cute girls everywhere. Sure, sure. And that was what sold me. And so I, of course, that's what would sell any you know twenty year old. So, right. Cute but girl. I came out here. Yeah, I fell fell in love with the place. Um, I've you know I I got a six year old daughter. I'm getting married this year. I'm gonna have two more boys. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's a great great place to live. And yeah, I started uh, started selling real estate. About ten years ago, this is my tenth year. Uh -huh. And uh, first house I bought, I did. I wasn't a realtor. I did everything wrong. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't hire an agent. I didn't do an inspection. Uh, I didn't understand my loan. I got an arm, like a two-year arm. Um, it was. I, it, long story short, I spent about forty-three grand my entire savings. When you're at any age, that's a ton of money. But when you're in your like mid twenties, that's a lot. And that's so. Yeah, so I, I uh, it almost bankrupted me, my first house. And so then after that, I mean, I was sleeping on the couch with sawdust and I was going, yeah, I, I did this all wrong. And so, <laughs> so yeah, so I got, I got my, um, my real estate license and I uh, loved it. And I decided, you know, if I could help people not have that experience, I'm, I'm, I'm winning. So, well, like, like kudos for you for like diving in there, right? A lot of people don't do anything in their, in their pursuit of wealth. And they just sit around and read like articles and books and whatnot. And they, you know, the real learning comes through experience. Yeah. You know? And so True. kudos for you for jumping in. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's been, been quite a ride. I started uh, right up right when the recession hit. So that was, it was. Oh, oh seven. Oh, no. Oh, eight or oh nine. Well, I, I was actually working in lending as a loan officer when the recession hit. And then, and then 11 is when I started in real estate and everybody was like, yeah, you're, this is a terrible idea. And I thought, well, you're, I, I read Warren Buffett's book and he said, you know, do what everybody else is not doing. And yeah. I thought, okay, that's what I'll try. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's how it started. Um, and I, my hobbies and stuff, man, I, I sing in a band, in a nineties cover band. That's my hobby. So yeah. okay so like a couple favorite artists you like to to cover 
I, I, I graduated in 99. So. Like you, you seem like a Pearl Jam guy, maybe some 311 in there. Dude, I'm the oldest guy Nirvana? in my band. <laughs> we do Nirvana. Okay. Love Nirvana, Blink-182, Green Day, all those guys. Wow. So, yeah, it's fun. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's talk about why in the world would someone ever want to buy an investment a residential investment. Let's talk mentality. Okay. So you've helped a lot of people buy residential investments. Sure. Like what's the first thing that comes to mind when someone would ask you like, okay, why should someone do it? Okay. So not Great talking question. fix and flip, not talking fix and flip here, talking yeah. like the, the long-term buy and hold strategy. Awesome question. I think that everybody works really, really hard for their money. Everybody does. And um, knowing where to park it can be a really intimidating, scary thing. I know that I had, I had clients that uh, unfortunately didn't have really seasoned financial advisors when the recession hit. So they lost upwards of 40% of their, their retirement. Um, some of them a lot didn't lose that much, but a lot of them that just were kind of throwing money at things and not watching it lost a lot of their retirement. So I think that um, things like that can uh, make people very, very nervous and skittish about where they put their money. Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of clients that <laughs> they prefer the real estate because it's something tangible. It's brick and mortar. They feel like they understand it. The, the principles with it are a lot more simple than um, and again, I have, I have a good financial advisor and he's awesome and he helps me understand things like that. But me personally, I understand real estate and that's what, and it's, for me, it's easier to understand. And I think a lot of investors go, okay, if I, you know, put this much of my cash into it and I have a loan for X amount, I cash flow X amount and my, my, my repairs are X amount. It's, it's very easy to wrap your head around it. It's a lot less intimidating. Um, I think that uh, so as a long-term investment, that's a lot more appealing for for a, a pretty you know entry level investor. And now I think some people get into hot water. I think if you don't set aside, you know, I tell everybody you got to have six months worth of payments set aside so that you're not sweating vacancies. Yeah. Um, you're going to put put yourself in bad shape. Um, I mean, there's different things like that you have to do to, to to be safe. But in terms of you know why do people invest it? I think it's I think it's an an easy to understand way to invest mm -hmm. and uh it's a lot less intimidating than here you know put it in this stock or this 401k or with this friend that has a business you know it you know it's easier to wrap your head around that's kind of what i'm finding you know people people are used to living in a home they're, mm -hmm. they're, they they you know they understand the risks you know for the most part like the water heater the washing machine the dishwasher, right? Maybe, you know, fix the doorbell. Like, yeah, you, you know, yeah. like, you know, oh, I got to, you know, change a socket, you know, like every homeowner has done something like that, or they've had to like call someone up and hire. And, and you know, even like, even like the water heater flooding, like it's happened to me in two of the houses we've lived in. Mm -hmm. And when it's all said and done, it's like, okay, that was kind of no big deal. Like I panicked when I first heard that it was flooding. And yeah. then, you know, the, 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 the disaster guys come out and they kind of vacuum up all the, the water and 
then they air it out and it's like three days later you're like <laughs> yeah i kind of overreacted yeah so it's like really it's, so i really like that so it's like really relatable people understand it when someone's coming to you and they're picking your brain okay joe i want to i want to get into real estate mm-hmm. what's a question that they always seem to be asking you but let's flip that over what what should they be asking you when you guys are looking at a house you, you, you know the difference of those two questions so like they have preconceived yeah. questions well maybe those aren't the right questions what's what's the right question they should be asking when they're yeah. when they're touring with you looking for investment property either to live in and eventually turn into a rental or like duplex or fourplex shopping sure i think the question that everybody asks is just hey is this a good investment is this a good investment <laughs> they just ask that general question sure. You know, I I think that um, the question everybody should be asking is, hey, if this is my my goal, if this is my plan, this is where I want to be in five years or 10 years or 20 years, how does this property fit into that equation? Mm -hmm. You know, is 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 this property a a good fit for for what I want to do? And so I think that that's the question to ask, because everybody has different goals. Everybody has different uh, intentionality. Another big piece of that is what is the age of the investor? Mm-hmm. You know, if I have an investor that's, you know, 65 versus, and this will lead into what we're talking about versus that's 65 versus that's 25 saying, Hey man, is this a good investment? Yeah. My answer is going to be very different. And so I, I think that that's really the question that I tell everybody is, Hey, let, let's decide where you want to be with this. Where, where are you going with this? What's your end game? And then I can tell you, you know, yeah, this, this will absolutely fit into that equation. No way will this, <laughs> you know? So, so some of, some of those considerations, I'm just going to rattle a few off and then let's build on that. Yeah. Uh, is, will the rent pay for, you know, will, will it be able to cash flow? Will the rent sure. cover taxes, insurance, mortgage, yeah. um, other expenses related to the house? Um, there's appreciation, right? Mm-hmm. What else is there? Oh man, yeah. Well, you know, we'll, whether or not whether or not will the house cash flow, that's a huge thing to ask. Um, you know, what are the what's happening in this area? What are the future plans with development? Mm-hmm. Is how much commercial is going up? How much residential? Demographic. You know, I, yeah, demographics. If I have somebody that's wanting to to buy an investment property in Bluffdale. There's a lot of things like with the prison relocation and development out there. That, that's a huge difference between, hey, can I, I want to get a property in Sugar House, you know? So, yeah. so yeah. questions like, you know, demographic development, where the community is going. Um, another thing, another big question when, when we're talking about just uh, nitty gritty questions is, you know, what kind of upkeep and repair am I looking at? Uh-huh. You know, if, if someone's buying a 110 year old bungalow in the avenues versus a turnkey condo in Harriman, you know, there, there's a huge difference there. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes people will find a property uh, that's cash flowing and, and they get excited about that, but they don't take into consideration, you know, what's the age of the property? What, what, what does this property need to, main, to keep it maintained? Because it could very easily eat up that, you know, 500 bucks a month that you're cash flowing. And yeah. so those are things to consider when someone wants to go look at rental properties, potential investment rental properties for their portfolio, 
what neighborhoods in Salt Lake are you taking them to? Oh man. Um, like, like the top three, like if, if they knew nothing about the, if they knew nothing about the local culture and demographic and all that, if they knew nothing yeah. about Salt Lake, like they're coming in from Boston and they're like, they yeah. want to buy a rental. Heard this yeah. is a great place. Where should, where should we start looking? What are the, like the top three neighborhoods? I, I generally take people to high growth areas um, where they can come into something. You know, it's interesting about our, about our market is that, you know, you purchase a property in Sandy or Draper, you're paying, you know, 10 to 15% more than if you, if you drive 15 minutes West. And so if you're, if you're just talking about, um, you know, cash flow and high growth areas, I tend, I tend to focus on where the, where the growth is happening and in the, the, the newer up and coming areas. And so, you know, if I, like, for example, I, I sold an investment property to a guy from California out in, um, um, Eagle mountain last year, and he paid about $40,000 less than what he would have paid if he had the property in, in Sandy. Yeah. But it's, but it's a very high growth family friendly, uh, development going in area. So he's had no vacancy issues with it. Um, put, put a solid tenant in there after, you know, screening them. And, uh, it, you know, now I'm not saying that there aren't opportunities in areas like the East bench and things like that. I'm just saying if an entry level person came out here and said, Hey man, I've got, you know, 300 grand to work with. Right. Um, I, I'm going to focus on those, those high growth up and coming areas. So. Eagle mountain. So what, what would they be? Eagle mountain, Saratoga Springs, South Jordan, Bluffdale, Riverton, uh, so, South Jordan. Not so much. I, I, I mean, South Jordan's extremely nice, but for, for my, for my first choices with somebody, uh -huh. um, you know, I, I, I would say, I would say Eagle Mountain, uh, Saratoga Springs, um, Lehigh, Lehigh is great. The prices are getting pretty heavily pushed up there because right. of all the tech companies. Right. Um, I've got investors doing well in West Jordan. West Jordan. You know, if, if you're willing to go another 10 minutes West, you can get, you know, $30,000 more yeah. house. And so yeah. it's, it's really, it, it's, I mean, I'm from the Bay Area, and it's it's different out here because in the Bay Area, it's normal to to commute an hour to get a a better deal. Out here, you commute another fifteen minutes, and you can save forty grand. <laughs> so, you know. Okay, yeah. so so we 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 understand why someone would want to get into the, the the residential investment market. Is it ever appropriate to start thinking about getting out of it? And, and what, what, what's the, what's the, um, the context around why someone should uh, maybe start thinking about getting out of the residential rental game? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a huge question. So I think that with any kind of investing, whether it's stock market investing or IRA or real estate or whatever it may be, I think that there are, there are certain uh, timing points with that, depending on where you're at in life. Mm -hmm. depending on where you're at with your goals, you know, as far as um, like, I, I've got a good friend of mine who's a financial advisor and he says, you know, when you're younger, it makes a little more sense to be a little more aggressive in the stock market versus conservative because you you're, you're in the long game. You've got 20, 30 years ahead of you. You know, I think the same thing applies to real estate. Um, I know, you know, 55, 60 year old landlords that are one, 
overflowing toilet away from <laughs> being like, I'm out, Joe, I'm right, out. Right. But they're and they're they're cash they're cash flowing and they're doing well and they've paid their properties off or they've paid them down. Um, but they don't they don't want to deal with property management companies with that have bad news. They don't want to deal if they're hands on, they don't want to deal with tenants. They're just kind of like, yeah, I'm 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 entering that phase where I just don't want to deal with it. So your 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 time, your point in life where you're at has a huge bearing on that. So yeah. So you've helped you've helped landlords um, exit property. What are sure. what do they ask you? And I'm gonna I'm, same question, different context. What do they ask you? And what maybe should they be asking you when they when they call you up to 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 consider selling a residential rental? The number one thing they ask me is, is this a good time to sell? Is this a good time to sell? And I, I mean. I wish I could have an exact answer for everybody, but all, all I can base my answers off is, is data and market history. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I come to them and I, I tell them like, like I have an, I have landlords when they ask me this year, I tell them, you know, historically speaking, we have a market shift every seven years in the Salt Lake Valley. And so we're on our, you know, ninth year, 10th year of appreciation right now. So historically speaking, you should have sold a year ago or two years ago because it's, you know, we're, we are past that point. Now we have a strong job market rates are low. I get it. That's why things are, are strong. Um, that's the number one question is, you know, is this a good time to sell Joe? And I give them data and base it on that. What, what they should be asking is, is there somewhere else that I can put my funds that are going to give me similar or competitive returns where I don't have to worry about a market shift. I don't mm -hmm. have to worry about um, tenants. You know, is there somewhere where I can, you know, create the same returns, make my life more manageable and easy, and not even have those things to worry about? Right. And so, and and you know, that's really what the question should be. And whether whatever that investment looks like, you know, rather than hey, am I at the top of market or am I not? Because nobody knows that. Yeah. It really, it really just boils down to: Am I gonna um, create the same or similar ROI on my money? Yeah, for less effort. Yeah. So, so what? What? Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you bring to the table for those exiting uh, residential rental. And you know, we're talking condo, single family, duplex, fourplex. Mm -hmm. Uh, have, have you ever worked in like commercial multifamily, a five plex and above? I, I personally haven't. I've, I've dealt with four, four units or less. Yeah. Um, the thing that, uh, the thing that I tell everybody is that when you're selling and this is with what you just said, with what I bring to the table, uh -huh. um, I tell, I tell everybody the three things you have to have when getting the most from your money, because whether, whether you're a seasoned investor or you are a, a guy with three kids and a wife and just want to get the most you can out of your house. Yeah. Everybody wants to net as much as they can. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Um, the number, the, the top three things I tell people they have to look for, I call them the three P's. You have to make sure that you have the right person representing you. You have to have the right presentation marketed properly and you have to have the right price. You know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, there, there are, I mean, you can hire an agent that's just got their license a week ago and they'll price it right. 
they'll market it right, but they haven't sold a few hundred houses. And so they don't, you know, in those negotiation situations, they don't know how to net their client another 10 grand. And yeah. so they, you know, they, anytime you have, you know, one or two items on those three P's, you're not going to have the best result that you want. Another example would be a very, I mean, you'll see, I've seen, you know, 10 year veterans, agents that have been in the business a long time. I mean, they've been around forever. Um, they price the property right, but they take the photos of the house with their cell phone. I mean, I've, I've seen million dollar homes with cell phone photos and then they put it on one website yeah. and they put luxury house, check it out. And, and they don't have any team or any staff or a showing agency. So they never, you could have 10 buyers call and they never answer the phone. They don't get the call. And so, you know, price and, uh, presentation, you know, and, and person are all key things, whether you're selling an investment property or, um, a, a primary home. Yeah. So that's, that, that's the formula I stick to religiously. Well, Joe, yeah. this is great. This is so helpful. Everyone needs, like, in my opinion, everyone needs like great doctor, great CPA. Hopefully they don't need a, an attorney, but eventually maybe people will need an attorney <laughs> and they need yeah. a, a, a just a fantastic realtor. These are big decisions, man, big decisions. And they have lasting impact on just your future, right? Your future wealth and family and all that stuff. So yeah, Joe, thank you so much. This has been great. If someone wants to get a hold of you, how can, how can they do that? Uh, my cell phone's always on, uh, at my, uh, you know, cell number, my email is my first and last name. And then the word homes, that's really unique and creative. Joseph Gordon homes at Gmail. <laughs> Joseph Gordon homes at gmail.com. Okay. And what's yeah, your cell phone? Yeah. Cell phones, 801-577-6304. And I'm, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all over that stuff. So cool. Any last words before we end the show? Uh, I, the last thing I would tell people is, you know, whichever agent you're hiring, you know, you're, you're dealing with one of the biggest financial decisions of your life, whether it's an investment property, a family for your home, whatever it may be. Um, make sure you check to see uh, the track record of the agent that you hired, you know, make sure that you check their testimonials and reviews, what, whether it's me or anybody else, you're, you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars here. You're not just going and buying a, a t-shirt at Walmart. Yeah. So it's not, it's not necessarily about just the cheapest option. I think it's about the, the option that's going to protect you and your family the best, give you the best result. So hope that helps. Perfect. Joe, yeah. thank you so much. We appreciate your time. For all of our listeners, thank you for listening. Feel free to share. We would love a review on, on this podcast. We hope to bring value around every corner. We hope you felt that. And until next time, have a good day.